would backup. be your backup. Yeah, but you don't really need to since I do That's a backup. A lot of shit. Only one of yeah. us needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of ashamed to show this particular bottle of white wine. Um, oh, really? Dream, Dreamfish what? Dreamfish <laughs> Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. <laughs> and it looks like, like a drawing from a 1990s beach towel that you would get at the Outer Banks. Well, do you remember the... Um, it's not the glitter fish, but you know, like basically the glitter fish where it was like that fish with the one gay uh, scale and he the was one like gay stingy. scale. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. The rainbow. That. It was called the rain, the rainbow fish. Oh, and he had like pretty scales, but he wouldn't share. And so he was like a hoarder of like all the flamboyancy. And then, you know, he got stuck at, I don't remember the rest of it. It was some story about like sharing. Was this like a book or like a children's cartoon? It was like a children's um, illustrated book. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I have my fucking uh, picture for Instagram right now. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, I'm having some claws over here, man. But I'll tell you what, I really need it. It's hair of the dog for me. I am so hungover right now. Still, it's seven p.m. I know this hasn't happened to me in quite some time, but uh, yeah, I really tied one on last night. I had whiskey and a cigar. So I think it's the overconsumption of nicotine that that is really getting me. Brown liquor. You're over thirty. You can't have brown liquor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was I was uh, peer pressured into it. Into what? Doing shots of whiskey? I didn't do ho- shots of it. I was you know I was sipping on it like a gentleman. Excuse me. Not if but, you have uh, a hangover at seven p.m. You were not sipping. There's some <laughs> some chug a lug well, action I going was, on. Well, I was sipping. The sipping just went on a while. You know. See, I'm learning about the leaning back. Yeah, thank you very much. Will and I have had some very stern discussions about his mic technique lately. I don't know. Someone doesn't appreciate all the all the um, New York City guitar centers I've been in in and out of of all the boroughs. Let me tell you about some weird ass places. If you want to go on a weird, freaky field trip, take your ass to a guitar center in New York. It is as suburban as you think, um, but. People are wilding out with Nick Cannon up in there, like, <laughs> shoo. Um, like, the when I walked in, there were, like, these Hasidic women who, like, went into the basement. I'm like, oh, ladies, are you lost? I think you're lost. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what are they doing there? I mean, what is a Hasidic woman? They're not supposed to be handling electronics, I thought. I thought only the men have phones. No, it's Sunday. No, absolutely not. Oh. Um, I, no, I was like, ma'am. You buying a ukulele? Like, what's what's your what's your gig down here? Um, and they quickly scurried off. I was like, okay, yeah, you got lost. Um, and then I saw this giant Jamaica man with a, a guild guitar, and he's like, yeah, I think I want this. Just out of nowhere, he's like, he was just strumming it, like walking around strumming. It. I was like, this is like, this is this is uh, you know, oh no, I'm on the good Wi-Fi. I'm literally right next to the router. Oh, hang on, Will. Hang on, Will. I'm sorry about this, audience. It's, this is on my end. I forgot to turn my VPN off again. Oh. There we go. See, everything's coming up Millhouse. I'm, I got all my shit right. Watch this. Probably <laughs> won't even record properly. Who knows? I know. Um, I know. We're, we've, had a, we've had a rough couple of recordings. And, uh, I sound I good in the cans, though. In the cans, sound I sound good great. in the cans. You're, you just, you're a real pro now that you have a Zoom, huh? You're just throwing around all the lingo. Yeah, you spend 200 bucks at... It, again, in a weird, damp basement of a guitar center, you're like, I know what I'm doing. I'm yeah, a pro. It is kind of what it. Oh. And then the person was asking, like, oh, you have a podcast? Oh, where can I find it? And I was like, oh, you know, everywhere. Oh, you are uh, just I got, disappeared. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
Uh, what the fuck? I'm back, right? Yeah. God, this is so you're weird. My, my internet. Con- you're breaking my storytelling flow here, man. I'm really, I'm really sorry. My internet connection is not normally so bad, and I and I can't explain why it is acting this way. But the connection anyway, hopefully is that's unstable. Um, hopefully that stops happening. What was the story you were telling? I I didn't hear almost any of it. No, I was um when I was buying the things, like someone was like, "Oh, you have a podcast? Oh yeah, what's it about?" I was like, "Uh." ostensibly art and culture but not really <laughs> and she's That's like oh where can i question. find it and i was like you know everywhere like on, on the apple and the stitchers and then i was like i didn't even tell her the fucking name i was like yeah you can't find shit without if you don't tell someone the name oh come on Oops. you're not you're not a good host of this show will yeah what the fuck man you could have gained us a listener from the pros over at guitar center i think um my artistic career can go to show that self-promotion is not my bag um not great mm-hmm. at it well, maybe we Forget should take you off of social media then. You're not you're not a good manager of our image. I think perfect. Did you see those pictures of those Muppets? It was fucking spot on. I was like, this is a gift. This is a gift the internet has given me. And now I am Grimace. So, <laughs> And like that little like purple faggy puppet. I was like, this is great. This spot on. Like look done. I need to find yes. that puppet. Listeners, go to the Instagram find the purple puppet and then go find the actual puppet for me. I will pay hundreds of dollars for that purple puppet <laughs> for the self portrait that is that puppet. Yes, hundreds <laughs> of dollars. I shat you not four hundreds of dollars. I'll, I'll max out at four hundred dollars. Um, but that's where I draw the line. Um, okay, so this is uh, what the fuck is the name of it? I forgot the name. The holiday mm, holiday hot take extravaganza. Yeah, something like that. I, I suppose that's what this is. Uh, we're just kind of freewheeling it right now. Pre-recording this episode uh, well in advance of the holiday. The hot takes are going to come loose and fast because uh, readers, uh, I've had two hours of sleep. He's hungover. Let's do this, All shall right. we? Let's do this. Do you, do you have that list? Do you want to read me things right now? Yeah, I'm going to warm you up to get in the mood of, like, getting quippy with it. Okay, good. Uh, I could quote, use a word. To uh, quote, uh, uh, you know, the entangled Mr. Smith. Yeah. Um, so the first thing, um, see if you can put, you know, when you're editing, can you put a little, like, Jeopardy timer over this? Sure, I can put a little Just Jeopardy some extra work. This part. All, right. Um, all right, so first thing, Steve Martin giving MoMA tours. Wait, he is? This is a real thing? Yes. Um. Wow. I don't know. That actually doesn't sound so bad. I mean, what are they charging for this? I have so many questions. It's a video. You're oh, it's a virtual it tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am overthinking it. I forgot that there is a thing called the coronavirus still happening in the world. Um, I don't know. Just, just my my take on that would be just by virtue of the fact that it's virtual. I'm out on that. No one cares. I think an in person tour with celebrities is not a bad idea for museums, though. It's not like you would but learn particularly anything. Particularly Steve Martin. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's a big time art collector. Hey, like and a comedian. I, I think I think there's worse things people could do. You know. Okay, that's your final answer. Worst things people could do. Very good. Uh, what is a Duolipa? What? Uh, Correct. Du- Duolingo. That's no. that. Uh, that's that app for learning Chinese. Yeah, with the owl. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, pet Instagram accounts. Hate it. Hate it. There, there's nothing to nothing more to say there. Don't do that. What is a Harry Styles? Oh, he's uh he's a guy he's a guy from a boy band, right? Close enough. Um <laughs> spoiler alert as a thing. 
Uh, people that take it too seriously are really annoying, but in general, I'm pro spoiler alert. Nerd. Alec Baldwin. Oh, hate him. Hate him. One of the most annoying people on the face of the earth right now, especially because of his, his Trump impersonation. Alec Monopoly. I don't think I know who that is, unless it's the guy on the board game. No, that's the next one, the Monopoly Man. Love the Monopoly Man, obviously. Big fan. Monocles. Ooh, uh, you know, I would like to think that those could make a comeback and that would be cool, except I know for sure that like Silicon Valley Segway riding uh, douchebags would be the ones to adopt them. So I'm going to go no, even though I think I, you know, I'm inclined to say yes. I mean, you can order one from Warby Parker for the low, low price of $98. So damn, you don't even get half off, huh? You would think, right? It would be like a, you know, a 49.99 situation, you know. What think of the cyclopses of the world. Um, you know, I then, think uh, I think Barnett Newman was the last guy to truly rock a monocle uh, in proper fashion and we should leave it that way. He was a good testament to the monocle and uh, you know, if it stopped there, that's fine. Not written, but interesting follow-up. Um, high-waisted pants for men. Uh, not for me, but they do look good on fashion forward gentlemen. I will say that I wouldn't yeah, wear it's them. It's a callback to the Harry Styles, yes. But I like them. Yeah. All right, and the last one, truffle oil. Um, I'm not much of a foodie, so I don't really care. Although my understanding is that truffles are expensive, so if it makes you feel fancy, hell yeah. Okay, that's an incorrect answer, but okay, correct. <laughs> Moving on. I think I've had it on popcorn before, and it was pretty good. That's not oil even real. That's fake. Yeah, no. Oh. Hmm. Unless you got it from Ben. Don't they use no. particular pigs to get truffles? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. When you go truffle hunting, you take the little piggies out and then they go oink 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 and then they find the black or white truffles. But a lot of mass produced truffle oils are like essence of truffle. Like right. it's a natural flavor in an oil and it just tastes like dirt. Hmm. I mostly know truffle hunting from that little Wayne song, and it's about something very different. Is it about eating ass yes correct subtlety mm, wow <laughs> all right so that's that's been your warm-up that was fun i wish that uh i wish that there was more and i wish that i had some to fire back at you but uh look at you you did you got a zoom recorder you did a lot of prep for this episode will's uh bringing his a game tonight i like it It'll go out the window as soon as I have another glass of wine because I will probably it'll all hit me real fast and I'll be like, <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that I think that's a fun warm up. I think yeah. we should maybe do that more often as like a get your brain ready to get the n- nodes of culture at different points. We should. That was it'll... all stuff that comes across my bow that I annoys the shit out of me. Right. Um, you... You know, and I and I like it better just to get it out of the way too, so that you're not constantly derailing my long monologues with uh, your factoids. I mean, sometimes you need a speed bump. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you know, I we got to throw the the spike strip out and just be like, "No, sir, we're not going there." Like, all right, we got them. Uh, you know, like you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time, uh, next time, I'll make the list for you because I I, okay. I have some of that stuff too sometimes, and I'd like to just fire it off. That was fun. Yeah, like when like when you say an internet thing and I go, "Okay, what what what?" Right. Chaos? I'm going to I'm going to yeah. This is kind of, you know, they do this on Reply All with an old man. I forget the exact name of the segment, but they basically ask the old man about internet things and he says he doesn't know what they are most of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. 
it gets the the nodes expanded a little it bit. It does. It does. Um, I, hang on. I got to pause for a second because in a rare instance, I'm actually hot up here. So I'm going to take huh. my sweater off. Um, listeners, we're going to put a um, Pink Panther soundtrack on top of this. Oh, and it's a Bernie Gay shirt. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to drop in the uh, the Jeopardy final final Jeopardy song over that part? No, I want the Pink Panther theme. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to take notes and remind me of all this stuff. <laughs> I can't. I can't Boo-doo. soundboard. I don't know how to soundboard. I, I probably know. could. Um, you do well, it the same way we used to do so it. So what? What else now is on the, the agenda no besides that? I don't oh, have all the little I mean, dongles. I broke the aux cord that I have. Ah, okay. Well, you're gonna have to go back to Guitar Center and uh, <laughs> wind your way through some Hasids, uh Forget to say the name of the podcast and walk out with a quarter inch cable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. How, like when they have the like it, when it's like male male and like it's two different kind of dongs. I'm like, well, I'm used to this. Like I get that, but like I don't know what size is for what, and I'm like, it's too much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like some hotel rooms you've been in. Only once. It was only one time. <laughs> Just once. Oh man. Ah, oh, your late twenties are really bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a terrible. It's a terrible thing to be twenty-eight. I think that's true. You know, I was I was hanging out last night with someone who was twenty-five, and I'm very envious of her. Just that is a perfect age. But no, she's... that's a terrible age. You don't know shit really? at 25. No. Well, no, that's why it's good, man. You don't know shit. You're just having fun. You know, the the reality of getting old hasn't quite hit you yet, but it's about to. But you're like kind of a little too old. To, uh, uh, no, you still have a little bit of naivete at 25 that like, yes. if you have been grizzled like by life, maybe, you know, that should be sanded off a little bit. But most 25 year olds seem happy and it. it bothers me yeah as they should be i mean 25 is essentially the last birthday milestone where now you can rent a car remember that it's like the last thing you get for turning an age i feel like i could have always rented a car um i think i think you can but i think it's under some circumstances it's more difficult until you're 25 for liability reasons that's that was oh, my it's understanding probably more expensive yeah yeah exactly the insurance is more expensive. i think i rented a car at i don't know when i rented a car i did drive around la in a rented car well, I would imagine, you know, once you're 18, you're able to rent a car because there are 18-year-olds that don't have supportive families or don't have family at all, so you have to be able to. But, it, yeah, it's just a question of expense. I think you just slam that fucker on a credit card, and you're like, I don't know, just deal with it. Someone yep. will pay. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have experience in this. Did you ever pay the pay the nice people at the... Um, at the oh, at yeah. the place the company oh, you that won't be named? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they got my $1,000 eventually. <sighs> what choice did I have? You know, I don't want something like that going to collections. My student loans, on the other hand, pff, whatever. Oh, but you're going to get $50,000 of relief. What are you talking about? Or is, 10, that, is that coming it? back around in the news cycle? I heard the 10000 thing, and well, how pathetic is that? I mean, I'll Iona take Presley, it. Iona but... Presley was like, fuck you, 50000 or bust. And I was like, but what about the private power? Oh, man, that's interesting coming from her because she gets counted as being part of the squad, but she's like more towards the Warren end of the spectrum than the Bernie end of the spectrum. So to have, you know, have one of them, you know, the sort of, I don't know, the radical centrists of the what left. What do you mean one of them? How dare you? <laughs> Rude. Ooh, yeah. 
Rude. No, you no, you know what? That's actually an an okay segue. I I forgot to mention the last couple of episodes. Did you see the thing about Nina Turner running for the house? I know of a drag queen named uh, Tina Burner, but I don't oh. I don't know if. <laughs> no. uh, I I became aware of Nina Turner because she was Bernie Sanders' co-chair on his campaign. What that means, I'm not particularly sure, but I saw her live a lot in Vegas when I was campaigning out there because she was Did like you tip one of her or. <laughs> she was a great public st- speaker, by the way. But uh, no, but she was like a surrogate for him, right? So she would do like a ton of the campaign events. She was at the like victory party for the Nevada caucus, all of that type of stuff. But uh, she was a state senator in Ohio, and now she's running for the House in my district. So I'm very excited to get to vote for a potential new squad member and hopefully campaign for her and stuff. Is she the tall, skinny black lady? Uh, she's not super skinny, but yeah. She's tall okay. black lady I think I remember hair. her from being around in Ohio. I yeah, you she's might. She's been she... in the Ohio game for a very long time. Yeah, and she she's a sort of celebrity in her own right, I think largely due to Bernie at this point. But yeah, she was prominent here. But I'm really excited because she's going to run for the House. She announced it you know, a week or so ago, and uh, that'll be good. I, I have my doubts about electoralism, as we've talked about a million times, but uh, doing something is better than nothing, and having, you know, Having one extra in there won't hurt, and I'm very hopeful about it because it's a D plus sixty district here. So there's almost no way that if she wins the primary, that she'll lose the seat. But Par Anglais, p- what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it just means that it's heavily, heavily Democratic because it's it encompasses the yeah. Cleveland c- city limits and only some of the suburbs. If it was the suburbs, I wouldn't put too much hope in it. Who was the old lady congresswoman like in the nineties? from cleveland do you remember her in her 90s or what do you mean no in the 90s she was like a con- congresswoman older black lady and her like name's well her stephanie name's tubbs jones no her name is marcia fudge is that who you're thinking of no oh stephanie T- maybe that was a city count i don't remember you might be thinking um, of somebody else i mean the, the only reason that this election is taking place at such an odd time is that marcia fudge who represents this district right now got nominated by Biden to be the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, I think. So hmm. it's a special election. It's a runoff. It's not um Cleveland it's the only is a thing good like on. that's a good testing ground for someone to do HUD, to be perfectly honest. There's a lot of strange yeah. ins and outs. Like that's a that's an actual good choice. Our our friend, uh for the Mr. Mayor being the head of Transpo, get wrecked. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's just his consolation prize for dropping the fuck out. We all know that. But, you know, it's so weird because I was thinking about what you just said. Like, I don't know a ton about Marcia Fudge, but in general, Democrats from Cleveland are pretty based because this this city actually has, like, a labor history. Um, Not to mention, like, a massive poverty problem. So, like, our senators from Ohio that are Democrats are great. Um, Sherrod Brown is like really well known for being pro-union. You know, I, I like them legitimately as far as Democrats go. People were always, people have been spying him for a presidential run for a very long time. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that he Ohio doesn't like. He doesn't want to. They don't want to do it. I mean, he also yeah. like would not. It would not. He he looks a mess. He's a, he's a, he's like he's like a new wave Bernie. Like the the rumble is high. He's got dandruff one. on his coat, you know. Oh, it, and it's tweed as fuck. Yeah, and like it's the wrinkled. man. D- yeah, 
like it's not the like politician polished wrinkle where it's like it's too big but we did it on purpose this is like the man don't know better and his wife is like i no, tried he legitimately he bought a brown suit from men's warehouse in 94 and he's been sticking with it since then jc penny that's a munsing motherfucker <laughs> yeah ain't no brooks brothers around here there is there's one <laughs> yeah you would know jesus christ yeah but anyway back to pete back to big old booty um no you can't talk about pancake ass like that that's shame shame no no people do squats that's no 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 he does not no yeah i don't know i i I guess i don't have much to say about pete anyway it's just a very very openly corrupt appointment in a way that's in everybody's face it's strange i mean the reason why he never would win is that no one has a lot to say about him which for for a gay that's the worst thing anyone that's the biggest like shade throw you could have is like i don't think much of them you're like yeah yeah being forgettable that's pretty bad but you know i do i do have to say for pete i I was thinking about him when when i saw that nomination and i was like you know say what you will about the guy but it is pretty amazing to go from a small town mayor that was bad at that job to being in a presidential cabinet in a span of like two years i mean come on like he's a ghoul but he's effective at what he wants to do so my problem is the like the leslie nope of it all is like very weak sauce with that one yes i'm I'm using a lot of yoda isms and i don't know why um but like you know like there is that kind of plucky can do person who does do that like a lot but like he's not that person he's like kind of too lazy to be a leslie nope but he like wants to ride yeah. the idea of that kind of bureaucrat, which is horseshit of a magnitude I can't comprehend. Well, he's a cynic, right? Like he doesn't have the conviction yeah. of Le- of Le- of a Leslie Nope is what the problem is. I mean, that character on that show is driven by her heart, not yeah. By... I get no goodness from that one. Right. She's not driven by political ambition. She genuinely wants to help people. It's care, which yeah. we we you know we love very deeply the idea of caring, and he don't give a fuck which is for a bureaucrat to not care is like, okay. Well, it's pretty much par for the course at this point, you know, like Biden got elected. We knew what we were getting. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of having nothing to say about someone. um, Yeah. I think that's a good segue to our uh, suggested uh, heat seeking hot topic. Yeah, sure. Um, Because uh, we were, uh, gifted the idea of like talking about the idea of the trump presidency resuscitating modern or you know contemporary media as we know it right right so shout out to leo thank you so much um and i was thinking like you know i i don't actually have i have a couple bullet points because i did the assignment thank you yeah yeah i partially that you gave me i was just looking at it i have some over here too so Oh, oh, we're a bullshitter now. I see how this goes. I have four. You have ten. I, I do. I do have to admit. I have six. I, we made ten. Oh, great! That's amazing. I, uh, I chastised Will pretty. I, I dressed him down pretty bad on our last after show for not participating in this bit, and then uh, it turns out I'm the hungover one that didn't do anything. So, hey! <laughs> credit where credit where credit is due. Mr. Laughlin uh, pulled it off. He's the class pet this time. Always, bitch. The fuck is wrong with you? Do you? The, the closeted children and English teachers, do you not know this dichotomy? Hello. Hi. Duh. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, 
No, but I was thinking about, so I, w- for some reason a while or recently, do you remember when HW got the, th- the shoe thrown at him? Yes, it was recently uh, a certain anniversary of that. I want to say the 10, no, was it the 20-year anniversary of that? It may have been. Could have been the fucking Golden Jubilee. Who gives a shit? Anyway. Or 15, something like that. But like, in that video, when he when the shoe is, sa- the first shoe misses, and then the next one is on its way, he pops back up with a grin on his face and then ducks again. <laughs> and I was like, he's, he's a simple man, right? But... Like, there's something, like, to be said about that level of, like, I know I'm safe, whatever. He's going to throw a shoe at me. All right, this is kind of funny. Like, the the self-awareness of that, even as W, very high. To have a, a little shit-eating grin on your face. Oh, like, yeah. that's great. Versus, like, whenever... Do you remember there's that video of Trump being escorted off of a dais? Yes. Because yes. So, wh- what was that for? Why was he pushed off of a dais by Secret Service? I don't remember. Right? I right can't now. place it, but I'm like, the man's well, getting yeah. a shoe thrown in his head, and he's like, I don't know, he, he he's going to be handled by my people, versus like, oh my god, we got to get him. Like, what level of insecurity in that power position is that you're like, oh, I have to have my people take me away. Or, I have to have my people take me away in case everyone ever throws a shoe at me. That right. was not... That was more Scorsese-ish. Godfather. Um, but... The, the, yeah, here, the brass here on the balls. day of Ivanka's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Title of that. Um, but like the brass balls of like, you're going to throw a shoe at me? That's funny. Versus, oh, I feel very unsafe. Like, well, that's Trump's whole thing, right? Like the, 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 uh, just, he is surrounded by a toxic odor of insecurity at all times. Like, for me, this predates his presidency by quite a bit, but the iconic moment of this for me with Trump is the correspondence dinner during the Obama administration where Obama was delivering zingers about how Trump would never be president. You remember this video? Yeah, it didn't go And well. then it cuts to his face, and he's the only one in the room not laughing. He's incapable of uh, any like good humor or jouissance. Like, he does not, uh, does not possess those qualities. I'm gonna stop you right there. Don't use words that you don't know how to use. Just don't leave the French. Let, let the French be smug. Don't use their words. All right, um, fair enough. <laughs> I I know I know what you're saying, but like he, it was not. It wasn't like clearly not the like, dude. Just take the hit. We're all having fun. He's like, I'm serious, and you're like, oh, like are you gonna take your toys and go home? Like it was that yeah. kind of like buttheartedness. Um, That's why he acts like, like such a bully. His, I mean, his father didn't love him, and he's taking it out on the world. You know, That's his thing. Yeah. And then, okay, so this is going to lead in. So, like, basically, when you think about this whole idea of, like, the, there's two points that are kind of uh, connected. So, like, the breathlessness of the media fits, hits a fever pitch at a certain point of the, oh my God, I can't even believe that this is even happening. How can how can this even be a president? Oh my God. Like that kind of style of reportage comes out starting with the Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude speaking of getting other languages out of your mouth, um, around Inauguration Day. Right. Do you remember that like little like smug, like, look at Obama's, oh, look at this one. It's a shit show. Like, well, that came later, right? Wait, wait one second. That came a little bit later because the first big, big, the first big the lie first big from lead. the Trump administration the was first the big crowds, lie. 
was the crowd size thing. And that yeah. was started by Trump. That wasn't started by the media. The comparisons with Obama eventually came out of that. The but, picture comparisons were the ones where it was like, <laughs> we yeah, own Yeah, he him. held up and a like, poster board like he was at a, at a high school science fair and pointed to his own crowd and was like, look at this, you know? Yeah, I, but like the, the smug satisfaction of, like the, this is where the idea of like the pwn comes out of the, the subcultural internet thing and goes into like the Times media narrative where it has no business really because it's petty like pettiness like it's it becomes like well if you're gonna act that way if you're gonna bully me we're gonna bully you and it's like are you the paper of record are you the great lady or are you wearing a wig like what's the drag of the record of uh, drag of being the paper of record well, they were forced into that, you know. This is something we've talked about a million times, but the the failing economic model of a newspaper and having to get more clicks was resulted in this, and they learned it from Donald Trump because how did he become the president other than learning how to capture a bunch of attention through petty bullshit? It was way better to present yourself as if you were on a reality show the entire time, and then the New York Times ends up having to mirror that. And the smugness comes from the fact that Democrats went to college and have that type of attitude. It also comes out of, if you think about the period from, let's say, 2013 to 2016, so a three-year period, this is the time where you have the, the end of Gawker, the rise of BuzzFeed, and then you have all these people, a media... I don't want to say elite because that's bullshit. They don't, they're not, um, but golden children and they are children. They're, they're literally all 25 at that time. Yeah. Who are getting clicks and no money, but getting name recognition. I think of like a Miles Tanzer or a, a oh fuck, what's, a lot of these Gawker children, sure. children of Gawker who are like, then get editorial positions out in the world. And that becomes the schema of, clicks for papers of record where they're they're like well we're going to hire this person as a consultant to get to drive drive the things right yeah that's how it started i mean let, let's not forget too even even larger figures like ezra klein for example came out of blogging during the obama administration and even the for tail Vox. end of the, the george w bush administration well no he he had an independent blog before vox ever started a lot of columnists and uh, prominent media figures, the Golden Children, as you say, uh, started as bloggers in the 2010s. And they were yeah. successful independently, and they, they either started their own things like Ezra Klein did or ended up being absorbed into the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, yeah, and, and that's what it, I mean. It, like it, that goes 2010s to your, it goes to youth. your point, though, yeah. that the, the click economy started with these independently successful people and the rise of the clickbaity news things like BuzzFeed. And but you you reach this kind of meteoric, simultaneous. You ever see um, that uh, one Miranda July movie? No, I've never seen any Miranda July movies. Well, you're lucky. Well, there's this scene where it's like we're pooping back and forth forever. Like, oh yeah, this I'm familiar with that. <laughs> So this, so like that era, and then the rise of of the Trumpiness becomes the shitting back and forth at each other at a fever pitch. So like everyone's just like, "Oh my God, we can't even believe it!" But we're like, "Do we believe it? Absolutely." But are we gonna 
fully hyperbolize the shit out of this to get some likes. Yeah. Like, it's just, it becomes a tit for tat that is unbecoming of, again, the gray lady. Or the Post. Or the Washington Post. Not the New York Post. New York Post, all of this is fair game and should be... That's the one thing I will give the Post credit for. They're like, we know. Fuck you. And you're like... Right. Yeah, they've they've always been on that tip. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we love shitting on people and they shit right back. And yeah, we sell more copies. Do they... Is the New York Post free? Uh, I don't think so, no. Who pays for it? I mean, they it? sell it at bodegas and stuff. I mean, you know, working class people... Regular people buy that. Really? I, I think of the New York Post as the AM New York where they're, like, giving it out at the top of turnstiles. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll use this if, like, someone spilled something on the seat of the subway. But I no. think you could think of the New York Post as, um, I mean, this landscape has shifted so much over the last four years. This almost doesn't make sense. But I think you could think of the New York Post as the Fox News of print publications. So people that through the be Fox in, News of New York, yes, yeah, of New York print publications, I, I I think so. People that would be inclined to like watch Sean Hannity or whatever would also read the New York Post and not trust the New York Times and think it's a rag. Which now they're right. The Staten Island of it all <laughs> is very high. Yeah, you know, the Bensonhurst of it. I, I wanted very to add w- one th- one thing to this conversation, which is just you're you're describing really well this like sort of tit for tat economy of turning everything into a tabloid but let's not forget that with trump in particular treating him as an aberration like did have a material incentive beyond money like the idea that there was a president that was breaking from the standard neoliberal model was enough it didn't matter that it was donald trump in particular this would have happened either way you know if it was bernie the same thing would have happened in 2016 yeah i mean this is gonna can I segue to the next thing mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like the, the mutability of the, of potential vitriol. So do you remember, this is a recent one and then okay. we'll go back to the one that's more fun. Um, do you remember the Rose garden fuckery? Um, I remember, are you talking about when Melania like cut down Jackie's bushes? Yes. Or her trees. Who gives a fuck either way? Right. Like, yeah, there was like a remodel and it just looked like suburban landscaping company, you know, Four Seasons Gardening came in and was right. like, all right, we'll do it for you. Um, but if you think about the, w- and then, you know, the vilifications, like Jackie, I was rolling in her grand. I'm like, do you remember how you all who are writing in these particular magazines or print publications or whatever, remember how you all treated Jackie in the 60s when she toured you around the redecorated White House? Everyone's like, she's fucking dumb as shit. Like, what is right. she, just this decorating rich girl? Like, what the, f- this is, this is the Kennedy administration. Like, this is the kind of woman he associates with. Oh, they're just rich people out of touch. And now we're like, oh my God, I can't believe you would touch one of Jackie's bushes. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack- I mean, they're All relying the on the- touched her bush. I mean, come on, whatever. <laughs> Except for Jack. He was balls deep in Marilyn Monroe. You know. Yeah, so she's like, eh, your brother's hot, whatever. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, no, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. I mean, like, they're just relying on the idea that Americans are poorly educated and in general and don't have much of a cultural memory, which they don't. I mean, even the older people that were alive for stuff like that didn't make a fuss about it. Nobody did. Um, you have to treat everything Trump does as an aberration because he's an aberration, right? Or, you know, by extension, Melania. Think about what the way they would have covered that if it was Michelle Obama. 
it would have been uh, on the front page of Better Homes and Gardens as, you know, as a triumph. The girl boss. Yeah. The hashtag girl, boss girl bosser. Being like the exception of taste, which she does have good taste, but she also just knows who to pay to style her well, which, you know, not mad at it. I mean, well, like, she, you're like, I don't know enough. I have giant shoulders. Someone put me in some stuff that flatters me and people are like, yeah, we know. You know, the the reason that like Jackie O and then later Melania get get treated as if they have bad taste when really they don't. They just have di- they just have different taste than again like college educated Democrats prefer. They're a little more pedestrian and ostentatious, you know. I mean, the current version looks very plain. And it's like it's a state house. Like, can we quijuge it a little? You know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, a little something. You know, similarly, there was that big dust up where no museums would lend things to Trump, as is usual for an incoming president. They get to curate a little art collection from every institution in the country and no one would lend. Right. Like Obama was celebrated for being one of the first presidents to hang modern art in the White House, because typically the tradition was all 19th century or uh, 18th century you know, portraiture. And he puts a Jasper Johns in there and everybody shits themselves because that's so amazing or whatever, which, by the way, I yeah, it's think pretty it's cool. cool. I, can, I think that's great. However, imagine if Obama had not broken that convention and it was Trump that wanted to do a Jasper Johns. Even though that's a good decision, they would have taken him down for it. Like there is a, It's a no-win situation. You can never, ever endorse anything he does. I mean, do you remember that uh, the Guggenheim was willing to lend the gold toilet and then it got stolen? Yeah, I do remember that, of course. That's funny. It, it, That's Donald Trump. Funny. Donald Trump should have been an absolute boss and accepted that. That Who was the wouldn't? move. In I that mean, come on. It's f- You're like, I'm aware of my brain. But the, again, the lack of self awareness there is so high that you're like, come on. It was an easy, like. You could be like, yeah, they thought they would try to own me, but I own them because here's my gold toilet and I piss in it every day. Right. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, if you're self-aware, you can take a joke. It goes back to your thing about the um, correspondence dinner. That's it's the like, er moment of Trump. If you can't take a joke, get the fuck out of my house. I mean... Well, well, you know, what's going to be fascinating house, going you know. into the Biden administration is he similarly can't take a joke and nobody is incentivized because everyone hates Trump so much to slam on Biden. He doesn't know it's a joke. He's he's not well in the head. Well, yeah, I mean, he has the angry dementia thing going on. Is it angry dementia? Apparently that is, you know, I don't I'm agnostic as to whether or not Biden actually has dementia. I mean, given the state of our decrepit gerontocracy, I don't doubt it. But uh, apparently that's a symptom of, you know, sundowning or being demented is that you are aggressive needlessly, which Biden obviously is. And it's very funny, but it'll never be pointed out by The New York Times. It'll only be pointed out by alternative publications from here on out. Well, I mean, I don't know if you shadow banned. I don't know. There's a big discourse going on, like on all the all the left podcasts right now and and in the left media about people pressing Joe Biden, because the whole idea was Donald Trump is a fascist and you have to vote for Biden and then we'll push him left. Like, let's worry about the immediate threat and then we'll push him left. I think that's bullshit. There's a thing called the ratchet effect that doesn't allow that to happen. He'll just go further to the right. But right now, there's what are a big these sh- white people on the left using the word ratchet for it? Incorrectly. <laughs> KS. 
Uh, well, also the you know now you have the rise of like leftist uh, media, and you're like, okay, are you really? I don't even. Well, that started like, in '16 with Hillary. That was the whole reason for Chapo and all of these things was they were expecting Hillary to win, and they wanted to clown on a Democratic administration. Trump winning was n- not in anybody's sights, you know. And the rise of the leftist stuff is the same reason that MAGA stuff is popular. Like, as the center it decays and becomes more and more sclerotic, again, as we've discussed, you know, ad nauseum, you're going to have populist movements on both sides. Question. Yeah. What does sclerotic mean? I'm feeling very dumb. I'm very tired, oh, and I don't know what that means at s- this scl- moment. Sclerotic means, like, inflexible, incapable of adapting. So like scoliosis, yeah. Okay, unbending. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, sorry, my brain was like, I know that word, but we don't know it right now. The whole, <laughs> the forum in my head went, no, nah, we don't got this one right now. Um, okay, got it. Um, blah, um, no, I mean it. It is this kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know when I think about like the opportunity to you know shit on a war hawk and then you're just like oh we got a clown instead this is better like i don't know like i feel like everyone was given this kind of strange gift and you know you can't like count out you know the lefty shit that i listen to occasionally because the haughtiness is just you know, i can't um you know like a lot of people got a bag from this particular four years for sure. You know, like, you can't be like, well, it's just a mainstream media effect and then, like, any sort of centrist media. It is, like, Fox News got a constant source of fucking, of fuckery. And so did the so did the left. They're like, let's just clown on this because this is wild. But, you know, there is that kind of thing on the left where now we're seeing this thing of, like, why is, I took a screenshot of it. Uh, someone tweeted, like, why is Trump pushing harder for uh, more money for people than Biden is at this current moment. That seems weird, right? And I'm like, yeah, because no, he don't give a fuck. And you you have a company man on the other side. So at the end of the day, there is that kind of schism where you're like, what? What is this? What? Where are we at? Is the question. And yeah, I mean, the, it's answer, an... the answer is we're at wherever we can make the most money or get well, it in the yeah. most eyeballs. You know. Yeah, when you're talking about the when you're talking about the media ecosystem, yes. But I mean, it, it's an interesting moment to be talking about this because throughout the Trump presidency, this was non-obvious. You know, it's only the fact that it's ending that clears up this space quite a bit. Um, you know, this interregnum between Trump and Biden is very strange, and le- leaving open the possibility that Trump could very well run again in four years and win. I think. He gonna die. What the fuck? So to watch. Oh no! Wicked people live forever. I don't know what to tell you. Well, yeah, and I mean, like the Republicans won't let him run, but if he did a third party run, he would tank their chances. You know, like all of these things are still open questions. But it's only in light of this weird election result and the idea that Trump is obviously not a fascist. Like I I think anybody pushing that line when this stop the steal thing is so clownish. Like is out of their mind at this point. It's all it's all occurring to everybody at the same moment what has actually been going on, you know? Nothing is at obfuscated th- anymore. I think at this point everyone's just like we were all wasting our time freaking out about this like tanned man when he was the Republicans just run puppets, right? 
H-dub just so you can get Dick Cheney, right? Granted, you get, you know, uh, you could say the Trump, same thing and then about you get the a, Democrats. By the way, yeah, I know. Um, and now they they took a playbook from twenty fucking years ago. We'll get get with the times, guys. Um, but like the idea of like, well, you didn't elect Mike Pence. He's like, I don't know, I did nothing, mother. Um, but all they did was give a pass to Turtle Man, Mike. Mitch McConnell, and they're like, do whatever. You'll take care of us. Who gives a shit? That's all we wanted anyway, because like, yeah. this will just be a useless thing. He'll put a signature on anything. Who gives a shit? We'll tell him it's great for everybody. Well, like, well yeah, exactly. I, I mean... And it, now it, now you're seeing the the sites move away from the figurehead into the, like, the bureaucrat, which it's been, you know, would have got away with it if it weren't for you dastardly kids finding right. out like, oh yeah i've been pulling the the leg on this the or the strings on this the entire time and it's like yeah fuck that guy he's yeah. the he's actually the worst person because he's McConnell. been doing this for so long yes yeah yeah of course i mean the 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 best way i ever heard this described this was recently i think it was from one of matt chrisman's uh streams he described mitch mcconnell as the prime minister of the united states which I actually think is true. Like, what sort of happened in our... I legis- like that. Yeah. What sort of happened because of the decay of our executive branch under Trump and, like, just this particularly clownish format, and now the introduction of Biden that's basically, like, an empty shell, um, which is going to be a similar dynamic, right? Like, really all of the control, as you said, is in the hands of McConnell. He ends up becoming the actual governor the prime minister and the president becomes more like head of states, except our system is weird. So they have the nuclear button. I mean, it's still important in that way. The Um, checks and balances of it all. I mean, like I noticed this, like uh, don't judge watching um, AOC's Instagram stories where she's like, where she would like self correct and be like, it's the Republicans. It's not even the Republicans. It's Mitch McConnell fucking us all over. And I was like, we have a new target in sight mission brief here we go you know like it becomes this thing of like it's not even the republicans like they're like even there's there's that guy who's like who was partnering with bernie to introduce like two thousand dollars yeah 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 and it's like it's not all republicans a lot of republicans are seeing a lot of the terribleness of people not working for so long and they're like yeah uh i don't understand why we need an immunity clause when people need money um but this guy over here this turtle man want some allocations funded and it's like fuck that guy so it's like oh let's go to the actual source of the problem for the first time and and i mean don't don't count mcconnell out on things like this it's like he also knows that people need direct payments but his concern is that this not look like something that the government can do it always has to be in the form of an emergency at the last minute so that people don't get used to it but he would have been for it all along. He doesn't care. Like, Mitch McConnell reminds me more of Kevin Spacey's ha- character from House of Cards than anything else. I mean, he is purely cold and calculated. He's a genius. I mean, there, there's no two ways around that. He's a ghoul, and I hate him, right? Everybody does. But he is the real political genius of our moment. When the history is written of the Trump administration and the Obama administration, Mitch McConnell is going to be the main story. Is he the... Ugh. I mean, he's the. I hate saying this. He's the first majority. He's the first majority leader to realize that when you have two parties that are divided by ideology, 
completely divided by ideology and share nothing in common, that there is no benefit in cooperation. You get nothing from that. That never happened before in American history, ever. And for McConnell to realize that as all of this was happening was brilliant. It was straight up brilliant. It's just really too bad that he's on the right. Is he the American Ozymandias? No, because he ha- he does not have a grand design, altruistic or not. He just realizes but the power, how to... Like, liking yeah. the power and ha- like being able to wield it, but it's like, we everyone hates you. Right, but like the hate the hate for Ozymandias or like or whatever if we're if i mean we're using... the poet i mean the poetic one look look upon these mighty works blah 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 blah, blah. oh the poetic yeah one. not the sure. not the not the watch you know what one. i mean yeah you no i, I know i was like wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> i think i'm losing you no no no, no. we got to go back to the actual source <laughs> okay uh you know like, oh yeah absolutely what, in that sense yes that's what i think of like it's it becomes this thing of like i had all the power i, I had all the control i can build this the way that i want and it's like no one wants your f- this fucking house of cards callback um because fuck you you fucked everyone in the world in the you know in the world in the new world over yeah because you wanted to play a game well no not not i mean i guess i'm gonna take back what i just said a minute ago because he he didn't want to play a game he did want to implement his grand design i have to retract a little bit like you know because he's a company man for the global order, not he even understands the global the order is even like eh, I don't know about this. Like the Americans look crazy. Yeah, but he but he doesn't care as long as long as the stock market you know as long as stonks go up and invest an investment can continue. There is no price too steep to pay for that until you're dust in the desert, bro. Yeah, but it won't be him. What I'm saying is he doesn't care about the citizenry that it affects. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's depressing. Anyway, do you want to go to a fun one? Sure, we can switch to a fun Sorry, one. What do you got? I just, I'm like, I don't want to think about this too hard because it makes me sad. Um, do you remember Blood Hall? No. Is this another Melania huh? thing where she redes- did the Christmas decorations? That's what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember Hello, this. Hello, my by name, name is Melania Trump. This is my decoration for the White House. Everything is red. Everything is blood. We are in the hotel, and the blood is going to come down the hallway. Oh, wait, it's trees. Welcome. Uh, uh, this goes back to the like the... Uh, the Melania versus uh, Michelle versus Jackie O. Like, if if Michelle Obama did that, it'd be like in O magazine. Like, girl, you got those red balls all over the place. It's so good. We're we're choosing a statement color, and then the entire world would be wearing crimson in you know twenty. Oh yeah, two thousand nine, um, which we didn't. Um, you know, it, one thing I will say for Melania that relates to this directly is that she's a genuine risk taker when it comes to these things. Like, y- you know, y- even if you don't like the decision at the end of the day, aesthetically, um, her severity. I mean, she's from an Eastern Bloc country. She grew up communist, you know, her aesthetics she's my are people. Yeah. Are going to be kind of. Uh, questionable and severe in this way, but she genuinely like goes for it. Which is that I think a read? Is cool. Excuse me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> her, her aesthetics. <laughs> Say that again. I don't her even remember are what be I said. Severe and uh, questionable. Severe. Mm. No, she's my people. She comes from the same stock. She she's a yeah. God damn it. Um. No, I mean like it, it in the jacket moment. It's like all these yeah. things are just like the throwing out of. It does become this kind of thing of throwing out the the rule book of like what 
the wife of a head of state does which again michelle obama did too it's like oh my god she wore a sleeveless dress woo and then even jackie o like pillbox hats yeah like the narrative remains the same in the thing but like you know when it's attached to the figurehead who is contemptible by the rest of the media then it's just like fuck that no it's terrible it's like i don't know it's kind of chic it's a little it's a little scary but like it's a state house yeah i mean the only reason people think of it as scary at all is because of the line of trump is a fascist trump is a fascist so anything remotely um i don't know remotely like pared down basically like good aesthetics is going to be equated with the good aesthetics of the third reich or whatever because looked a little cheap but you know. you know, like it or not, like authoritarian regimes generally have a good architecture and design department. You know, here's the thing, Il Duce. Sorry, come for me, but Italian fascism is gorgeous. Yeah, sure. In terms of architecture, ideas uh, not so great, not so great. We no, we no good with that. Uh, no, um, but you know the look of it, fan fucking tastic, like. Italian pre-brutalism, whatever the fuck it's called. Holy shit. Like, yeah, Italy in uh, particular Rudolph had is, that ugh. melding of, of futurism into fascism that was unique. I mean, to blend... And Paul Rudolph stole all of it, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to Americanize the shit out of this and sell it to Yale. Yeah. To, to blend the height of modernity with neoclassicism is a brilliant idea. Ooh. I mean, we celebrate that in... in painting uh universally you don't call it that but sure yeah where i mean i i think all g i think all geometric abstraction is basically that same thing don't come from my house you well it is you you know geometric abstract painters uh of all stripes basically uh take the futurism not in the sense of the movement uh but in general and they blend it with like uh Jean-Dominique Ang and stuff, you know? I mean, that is the tradition of that type of painting for the most part. We, we're not that French. Um, well, we some take it Frenchy. in a softer way, um, some take it in a harder way, you know? Like, uh, Ellsworth Kelly was really influenced by Matisse or whatever. Um, so you do you have say that this... one more time again? <laughs> some take Ellsworth it a Kelly harder, was influenced by Matisse or whatever. And, uh, oh. you know, so you get like <laughs> okay. a softer version. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, you can't avoid it. Like, in, in the history of geometric abstraction, like, you're going to run into, like, severity in all its aesthetic regimes, no matter what. Yeah. That's why the French in VMPT love the shit out of it around May 68. Like, right. It's a power move. That's, yeah. that's, that's why you do it. Um, because a thing that has a history going back to fucking cave drawings can be wielded because it's not associated with anything else well yeah other and I than mean, the like feeling of rigidity well it's it's good in the political sense or the or the aesthetic sense or the merging of the two because you want something that sticks in somebody's uh reptile brain yes that's why that's, that's why point, a yeah. good pared down severe design is good just to be clear is that it's something that strikes you on a on a level that's pre-conscious you know um 
That's I mean, why most American state I mean, flags, for example, really suck, is because they have too much shit on them. There's like a little figure of a farmer, and then there's a laurel leaf, and then there's like a, a plow, and it's all on like a blue background. It's like who's they, got they, a plow? Iowa? I don't know. Probably. So I'm just I'm just riffing here, but a lot of them look like that. Whereas the New Mexico flag, for example, is first rate. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you should look it up right now. It looks like a goddamn uh, communist or fascist flag. Uno momento, por favor. Uh, New Mexico safe line? Yeah. Ooh. I think I just saw a little. For the listener, it's basically like some sort of Native American cross design with a circle on it that's red on a yellow background, and that's it. I think that's a Hopi design. Yeah, Hopi, probably. Oh, this is also very, it's a little, uh, okay, Papa's a little drunk. What's the country? Doctor Strange, he goes there. Not Kathmandu, but around that area. Nepal? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little Nepalese. But that's also a land where there's a lot of linear design things in the graphic sense for fabrics that right. don't exist in the architecture. Because the architecture is very fluid and very bodily in this weird way but it's also very it's stone and clay in the same way that the american southwest is well architecture is always limited by what materials you have on hand and what your geography looks like so in nepal that's going to be difficult because they're not resource rich and it's mountainous so you're kind of restrained by stuff like that but they actually have a really great flag too it's one of the only world flags that is the pennant style it's a double pennant flag oh yeah it's that hot one yeah yeah where the one, the bottom triangle is a little bit longer. Yeah, it's got a longer exactly. tail. Yeah, that one's sexy. Yeah, that's a good one. It's really good. It, lo- it, it, it Whenever I see flags like that, it reminds me of something that would be like at the Battle of Hastings. To me, it's like very Middle Ages on the top of a lance or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. would be like a color guard moment. Yeah. Right. I mean, the Ohio State flag is the best, I think, I think yeah, the best. Yeah, that's flag. true. We have a pennant here, too. It's pennant with a circle, and you're like, it's got a circle? What? Yeah. It's it's pretty good, but it, it's in the top ten, I would say. New York State, Excelsior, get wrecked. Who cares? No, yeah, the New York State flag is a perfect example of what I was trying to describe earlier. Just something that's uh, way overthought and too didactic. You don't want it, that. It was clip art before there was clip art. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes, it, it was like, exactly right. It seems like Microsoft Paint kind of, or not again, not even Print Shop. Do you remember Print Shop from the floppy disk era? Sure. Yeah. Yeah that yep oh yeah it's same with california so like californians fuck you too it's two colors and then a bear you know i we think all... the california one's okay again the bear is a little bit didactic but it's graphic and very memorable you have to give it that that's just because you have nostalgia from the early 2000s buying the t-shirt at america uh, urban outfitters i never did that but okay fine whatever Anyway, we've gotten a little far afield here. Do you want to move on to to your next uh, topic? I don't know how we got on fucking flags from Milan. Oh, this is a this is a good one. This is a good one to end on. I think this is a good one. Um, you know, and then we get you know because it's the most contemporary, right? Mm-hmm. The twenty twenty RNC brought to you by cocaine. Oh gosh, I didn't really watch any of the 2020 RNC. I'm going to be a little blank on this one. I heard about it in reports. You didn't see Homegirl going, and he's going to bring us to the promised land or whatever the fuck she said. Oh, I did see Guilfoyle going off. Yeah, yeah, go off, Queen. Like, if you want to see someone at the peak of delusion and at the peak of their peak, ma'am, 
I, it w- I, I watched it because I was like, I don't even know. And I like kind of got chills because I was like, this is scary, but also this is hilarious. And I don't know how to reconcile all the tingles that I'm feeling because like too many things are going on. Like I'm chilled that someone thinks this, but I also don't, don't think anyone actually thinks this. They're just feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'm mean, like, you, whoa. Speaking did of did you ever see? Damn, bitch. Uh, did you ever see Trump's last ad of the uh, election cycle? No. It was no, just him not. dancing to YMCA. What is the? Oh, is the? Okay, is this where he's like, yep. I'm doing a pointing shuffle yeah, motion, yeah, but exactly. like he has giant birthing hips, so it's just like. Speaking of grimace, uh, like that's like the kind of thing that's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the and one? I mean, that's what they decided to run as the last ad of the election cycle. I mean, they had truly given up on appealing to any anything material. And my understanding is is that the RNC was largely the same thing. It was just basically a big grievance party, like in the most literal sense of both of those terms, and uh, nothing else. They ran that as an ad? Oh, yeah. And he got more votes this time than last time. So, Oh, yeah. White women, works. you fucked up. Um, other New Yorkers, also you fucked up. What the fuck? Do you see well, that? Well, it, it was the... No, what, what happened? Did the rest of New York State go m- more for Trump than last no, time? in the city. In the city they did. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's going to be so interesting as all of these demographics get split more and more because we talked about this on election night, but it was obvious even then that uh, amongst a lot of minorities, Trump made gains. So it doesn't surprise me that in urban areas, you might start to see uh, a lot of more people go Republican. Probably not enough to ever turn anything in the short term or medium term, but that's going to be interesting. If cities aren't strongholds as much as they used to be anymore— uh, the electoral map is just getting harder and harder for Democrats all the time. Well, I think that also means that, like, to go back to the theme at hand, like, the media is doing its job doing whatever it wants. The media is yeah. doing a good job of promoting itself. Like we started out saying, they're they're doing a good job of monetizing what was a dying model. But what that means is that they're actually making their preferred candidates lose elections. Yeah, because... Their preferred candidates are not as clickable. Yeah, exactly. You have- and, I, and I have to say, I don't, I don't really feel bad for either party in that case. Like, people that win from the left from here on out will win on the support. I hope of the of the popular wing and, and of alternative media. If you go on Joe Rogan Experience, you're way better off than doing an interview for the New York Times. It's just the truth at this point. There's no way around that. And it's because, you know, in an odd way, the fucking stoner comedian is less biased and more competent than the New York Times. That's so depressing. <laughs> That's so depressing. I mean, uh, I mean, did you listen to the one with him and Miley Cyrus? I did. I listened to a good, good portion of it, but I don't always get all the way through those. No one should. I, I, f- I find that exhausting. But when you have, like, two kind of, like, weird stoner, like, peak of their form, like, you know, kind of going at it, I was like, this is a tit for tat, but you're a 50-year-old man, and she's, like, she's 28, you know? Like, right. it, it becomes this kind of thing where it's, like, the same level of self-awareness, and they're both just kind of, like, slightly stony. I'm like, you are 
both true neutrals, but you're in this third zone of feeling right. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing that's going to be the future because I don't think I can get there. Well, I think it is. I think it is going to be the future of, you know, a new establishment media has already emerged and is going to continue to emerge, whether it's Joe Rogan or, you know, whatever. But that kind of middle thing you're describing, why Rogan is brilliant and why Miley Cyrus is similarly brilliant is that they're able to they're very smart people that are able to play that down because they understand that intelligence is unappealing. You don't want to come off smug. So even even if you're smart, you don't dumb it down at all. But you do have to figure out the aesthetics of presenting yourself in a way that's not alienating for regular people. This is why centrist media is bad. The smug factor. Again, the, yeah. sh- the schadenfreude of like, we're owning this laughable laughing stock. And it's like, what's to own? What are you gaining? What pride do you have in taking that? Like, of course, it's fucking hilarious. Duh. Do we have to point it out and think that you're better than it? No. You like laugh at fart jokes. Like, what the fuck? No. Well, and it's like, like also fart jokes are funny. It's okay to laugh at them. I don't understand why, you know you know being what i think what people like you and i aim to do to a certain extent and what a lot of people that make podcasts or do alternative media understand is that if being vulgar is one of the prime tools to being subversive being interesting being effective and why you know i understand baby yeah I understand why the the liberal elites don't like that, though, because they don't teach you that in, in your fraternity at Harvard. But that's looked down upon. They do it in secret, but that's the point. You're supposed to be ashamed of it rather than present it. I think that's the main problem. There is. Do you know who Diana Vreeland is? I do not. Okay, Diana Vreeland was the editor of Vogue for most of mid-century in the 70s and 80s. She was also the head, like, she founded the Costume Institute at the Met. Okay. And she's like, good taste is, like, having good taste is, like, a bit of paprika. You need something to set off all the frill and all the all the luxuriousness with something a little bitter. And that's good taste. Oh, and yeah. if you can't have that, you don't know what good taste is. I don't trust you as an arbiter of taste. And that, to me, is the par excellence of when you are checking yourself, when you are thinking about, do I have the right take? You know, not not even having the right take, but like, am I feeling smug about something or am I having a thought that is my own? Where is my paprika? Because if you don't have it, if you don't know where it is in the rack... You can't evaluate anything, whether that's aesthetic, in media, politically. You don't know the thing that just kind of tastes a little off, tastes a little smoky, but a little sour, that makes the whole thing round. Right. You can't see, you can't see it all. So I, I don't trust you. Yes. And I think almost everybody picks up on that at this point, whether you could articulate it as well as you just did or not. And, you know, think about the type of people that the New York Times, for example, still appeals to. They're the type of people that live in a condo that looks like a low-rent motel and pay $3,000 a month for it. 
These people do not have good round taste. They don't know where the paprika is. They're just dousing everything with salt and pepper. That is their entire life. That's not what they're doing. They're the ones who will pay the extra $35 for truffle oil and don't know that it Ah, tastes like shit. You're right. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, this is this is because, as we've talked about on past episodes, like this is where all the lack of noblesse ob- oblige originates from. Eventually, when you're disconnected from the rest of your citizenry to such an extent over several generations, you don't know what's good for anyone anymore, including yourself. Yes. So we've ended up in a self-sabotaging situation, and the media is the perfect example of it. It's self-sabotaging, but it's also... There's a tie there with the self-sabotage, but also the self-satisfaction. It's like, I don't know. Like, if you jerk off too much, you can't come with a partner. Like, right. you, you can't, like, you know, like, you, you can't Oh, brother, be... don't I know it. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to burn right past that. But, like, the point being that, like, if you gain, you know, it's not a question of being content in your own in your own position. It's a matter of, like you can drive yourself there and no one else ever could give you the same mental tingle that you can do just entertaining yourself. Fuck you. That's the worst thing in a studio. Think about this in this way. Think of every credit. It's like, you know, being, being an artist is inherently selfish, right? Yes. But, and like, again, to, to pull back, to do the callback, the idea of jouissance in the studio is like, well, you need some pleasure, but like if it's just pleasurable for you, get wrecked. No one wants to see that. I, no, thank you. I, porn exists. We don't need this. Like, the idea is that your pleasure must be shared amongst everyone. Your whatever you do must be relatable for other people to engage in and feel connected in the world. Yes. And now we're at this point where the smug satisfaction is drawing these very clear delineations with, I, I don't know, it, it's just, it's a mess. Well, it's a lack of generosity. And yeah. what our culture and our country like, desperately need is redistribution, right? And generosity of spirit not and not only of material. And you can't do that if you're smug about it. And I think one of the reasons that the smug people will continue to do their smug thing is because they don't actually want that. And they can't admit that. Yeah, and then we're at we're at that like fucking South Park episode of like people farting in wine cups. Like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like that was exactly. so long ago. That was fifteen fucking years ago, and now we're like, oh, people still do that? Gauche. Yep. Oh yeah. Hmm. All right, is this enough for a main episode? This is one fourteen, and I think this is a lot of information for one fourteen. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up. I think this was a good one. Yes. Again, thank you, thank you to the submission. It got us on a, on several wild tangents. Again, yes. we didn't even touch. We didn't go on your four little bullet points that you didn't bring up. Uh, maybe we can uh, do those in the after show, huh? Very good. Yes, I have to pee very desperately. Okay. Signing off, okay. my audience. Have a have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because we're not going to see it till January, I think. Oh, you're not going to put them out a little little soup song of uh, something fun. Uh, we can try, do but I don't want to. I don't want to promise anything. All right, fine. All, All right. right, bye. Bye. <laughs>